So we pick up on Duff 89b. Uh, we're going uh, back uh, a little bit uh, to the discussion of Usha, uh, and we, we carry on with that uh, for about another Amud. And, uh, and after that, we, we move on uh, actually back into the world of uh, uh, embarrassing people and stuff like that, and we'll see uh, a lot of stories uh, in, in terms of that. Anyway, Lema, Takanat Usha Tanahi. Maybe we can say this Takanat Usha, again, the Takanat Usha is uh, this decree that they made in Usha, is that the husband should have a stronger rights uh, than a normal purchaser of property. And, if, uh, and, and, and that was what we said. Uh, maybe Maybe it is a machloket tanai. Maybe there's a dispute about it. Uh, why do we say that? It's a tani chada, because there's one brata uh, that teaches avdei melog yotzin b'shein v'ayin leisha aval lo leish. What happens if uh, a, a, a Canaanite slave that a woman brought in? It's melog properties. Again, as we said uh, over the last few days, melog properties are properties that a woman brings into the marriage and uh, they remain her properties throughout the time. The husband has got the right uh, to use those properties and get the benefits uh, from them. Literally, malog means plucking and therefore, as a result, the husband, uh, it's almost like a chicken and the, and the, the wife reta- or, or some type of bird and the husband uh, could pluck uh, the feathers. All right, so now, the, uh, it's, so what happens if a, a Canaanite slave gets hit in the eye or his teeth uh, and, and gets blinded, or his teeth gets knocked out. So in this sense, uh, what happens is, is if that would happen uh, normally, then uh, what the the person uh, would uh, would go, the Canaanite slave would go free. Uh, with the caveat, what is that the master uh, would do such a thing? All right. Now uh, the question is, if uh, uh, the woman. Uh, goes along. Uh, if the woman knocks it out, uh, the slave goes free. However, if the husband uh, knocks it out, uh, the slave does not go free. And that's it. Aval, uh, ish. That's what it means. The, the husband, uh, the slave would not go free. Why? Because essentially the, 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 the slave is not owned by uh, anyone except the wife. Okay. Uh, then, but another brata says uh, the slave is not freed. It doesn't make a difference, uh, even though he's he's blind or he's lost his tooth. Uh, you know, if the man hits him or the woman hits him, it doesn't make a difference. He never goes free. All right. So we have two uh, different uh, two different opinions as to whether the slave goes free or not. One, one says, if the woman does it, uh, the slave goes free. And the other one says, no, uh, if, and, and not the man. Okay, and the other one says, if the man, neither the man nor the woman. Right, so what uh, point are they arguing about? Uh, right, Aswara, the, the first, uh, there's going to be a number of assumptions uh, that we are making, and we see we're going to go through them uh, one by one. So now, Aswara, uh, the, the first opinion is the Kula Alma Kinyan Peirot, love Kinyan Aguftami. The fact that uh, the, the husband owns the right to the fruit, uh, in the sense, well, uh, in general, uh, if you own the right to the fruit, it's not like owning the essence of the, uh, of the underlying item. All right, and, uh, and that's it. It's not like the ownership of the item itself, and therefore, uh, and, and, and that's that's exactly how why the husband does not own the slaves. All he has is the right to the work of the slaves. Uh, my love, if you assume. 
that that is uh, th- that assumption is universally held. Uh, therefore, what are they arguing about? Markimifli demand amal isha. The one that says uh, that the slave, if she gets hit by the woman, late late takanat usha holds that there's no takanat uh, usha because she has the right uh, to sell her property that she brought in and she's considered the full owner of the slaves and therefore uh, she could knock the slaves out uh, eye out or uh, I mean or tooth out or, or, or blind his eye and therefore the slave can go free it's not that the husband uh, doesn't have any extra rights uh, to it so he says there's no takanat usha the one says uh, if it's struck by either the man or the woman uh, says there is she can't, in other words. The reason is because the woman cannot sell her property, her malog property, her usufractory uh, property, because she's not the full owner uh, of the slaves, because the husband's got more power and comes along and blocks it. All right, maybe is, is that what the explanation is about? And if so, uh, there is a machloket, uh, a dispute about takanatusha. The Gemara says, law, not necessarily. Maybe everyone agrees uh, that there is takanatusha. Uh, but in this case, the first brata, it's talking about the time before uh, the takana, before it was instituted, uh, and uh, and therefore uh, the right had uh, the wife uh, could sell any of all her malog properties. She's considered the full owner, uh, and and therefore uh, she could, if she knocks out the eye uh, of uh, the slave or the tooth of the slave, uh, then he goes free. And the second uh, brata that says, no, even if she does that, the slave doesn't go free, is talking about after Takanadusha. So it could be everyone agrees, uh, but one brata was taught be, uh, before and one brata was taught, taught after. Ibata, another answer uh, that we could give. Idividi, lachat akar Takanadusha, lachat Takana. It could be that both of them are after. Uh, everyone agrees that there is such a thing as and everyone uh, says uh, that it was instituted thereafter. Ella man ama the isha v'lol ish ma'atayma the one that says uh, if the woman hits him uh, the slave goes free. What is the reason for that? Kederava uh, like Rava de Rava because Rava says hektesh chametz v'shikru mafkin miday shibud. Essentially, what what Rava says uh, is that uh, if if a person says and and we're going to see that um, we have had this. Uh, before Rava does mention this at various points, and uh, we, we have had it uh, in, in, in uh, the last some of the last Gemaras. I think uh, it, uh, either Gitin or Kedushin, where we where we had uh, this discussion. I suppose uh, we, we could you know look on, look on the side uh, of um, the uh, uh, of the Gemara, and we see that uh, actually it uh, th- this does come up. Uh, in, uh, to, actually in Yivamot uh, and Ketubot as well as Gitin and Nadarim. So we have had this uh, numerous times uh, where uh, if someone designates something uh, to, to someone and says, listen, you will collect from here, Apotiki, uh, he comes and he says, listen, this is specifically uh, designated to you. Uh, uh, what happens is, it, is that person, even though uh, it, it's designated uh, to, to, for a loan and you've given it the, 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 the creditor the right to collect specifically from this uh, thing. If you go along and it's an animal and you make it hectic, uh, if it is uh, bread and then uh, Pesach passes over uh, and, uh, and uh, if it's a slave and shikru, uh, what you can do, uh, mafkin, 
day is shibud, even though the person's got a right over it, it's got a, a lien uh, thereon. Uh, what happens is you can go as a, as a uh, and it's not a nice thing to do, uh, but you can do you can do it. So here, yeah, in this sense, uh, what, what happens is uh, if you you can end up freeing a slave, so shikru uh, of the slave, freeing the slave. Uh, via knocking out his eye, uh, then uh, um, takes away, even though uh, the husband has rights, extra rights that was given to him by Takanat Usha uh, over the wife's property, uh, the wife can override that like Rava. All right, uh, the Gomorrah says, really, Lema Drava Tanahi, should we say that uh, therefore uh, it is a machloket Tanaim between these two statements? One says uh, the wife. Uh, can knock it, uh, uh, can, if she knocks out uh, the, the blinds the eye of, or knocks out the tooth, uh, does go free. And the other opinion says neither the, the man nor the woman does rather have to say it tonight. And the Gemara says, law. Uh, not, not necessarily. Uh, okay, and uh, it says, No, maybe everyone holds of Rava's opinion over here. Uh, it says, No, the question is, how strong uh, is the Takanat Usha? Uh, some people say, like everyone agrees with what Rava says, uh, that a normal Shibud uh, can be undone. The question is uh, whether the, 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 the rabbis made it even stronger. How strong the rabbis made it. The rabbis could even say, listen, even if uh, the wife knocks out uh, the tooth of the, of the slave or blinds his eye, he still doesn't go free because the rabbi has made Takana uh, Tusha so strong uh, that the wife, the husband has got a, a large amount of control over these wife's properties. Okay, another explanation. And maybe everyone agrees uh, that there's no Takanat Usha. And Vahaka Bekinyan, Peirot, Kikinyan, Aguf, Dami, Kamifkli. And really, uh, what is the whole argument about? Uh, don't worry about the Takanat Usha. Really, uh, what is the opinion? Uh, whether you own the rights to use the item uh, and, uh, and, uh, and get the benefits uh, thereof uh, is like the ownership of the item itself. Uh, in this sense, uh, the, you know, in this case, actually the husband owns the rights to use and benefit from the work of the slave, uh, but the wife owns the actual essence of the slave himself. Uh, and therefore, he's not freed when um, the, uh, the, brata, the first brata that said... Um, uh, the second brata uh, that says the slave is not freed uh, when hit by the woman uh, holds that the husband is essentially also uh, considered to be an owner. And the slave says, no, if, if he is, uh, you know, even though uh, all he's got is the rights uh, to the produce, uh, that is <coughs> uh, like uh, uh, the actual ownership of the item itself. We've looked at the honey uh, tonight and it goes like uh, the following uh, uh, as we're going to see a brighter, it's going to be a four uh, way dispute over here. Uh, so, and, and now this goes away uh, from Takanat Usha, and uh, we see that uh, it's just a general uh, discussion over here. Uh, it is like if someone sells his Canaanite slave uh, to someone else, uh, he says, listen, but uh, what's going to happen? Uh, I want to, uh, for, for 30 days, um, 
uh, even though I'm selling him, I still want uh, the, the right to, for his work for another 30 days before he gets fully transferred over to you. All right, so now uh, the original uh, person, the original seller, uh, or the original master owns uh, the right of his work uh, for 30 days and the purchaser uh, is the actual owner of the slave. All right, so now uh, we see uh, in this thing, uh, it says, Rabbi Meir, or Meir, Rabbi Meir says, uh, in, in, in this instance, Rishon, Yeshno Bedin, Yom or Yomaim, Mibinei Shehu, Taktav, Ksavar, Kenya Peirot, Kenya Naguf, Dami. All right, so what does this mean? Rabbi Meir says, just let's explain uh, the words he says, during those uh, 30 days, uh, the first owner is included in the halakha of one day or two days. Uh, what does that mean? Uh, it says, as we learn in Parshat Mishpatim, uh, as uh, we've been spending most of, of our Masechet on, we haven't uh, touched this uh, that much. Uh, in fact, I'm not sure if we've touched it at all. Uh, if, uh, if someone uh, hits someone and then uh, that, that blow leads directly to the owner's death, obviously uh, the person who hits him is, <coughs> is liable for the death penalty. Right? However, uh, there is an exception uh, where a master uh, strikes his own slave. All right? And then uh, the slave... Uh, stays with his injuries for more than a day or two and then dies. Uh, if, if he stays with his injuries uh, and, and doesn't die within 24 hours, if he dies within 24 hours, then the master is liable for murder. Uh, if he doesn't die within 24 hours, uh, then it's a, a special exception. Uh, the master is not liable for murder. Okay, so, so that is, uh, that's that. Now, the question is, who owns a slave uh, during uh, the, this time? So now, Rabbi Meir says, uh, for the first 30 days, uh, this guy has got the special exception of one day or two days. A day or two means it means, it means 24 hours, but it can last uh, more than two days. If you hit a, a slave uh, on a, a Wednesday afternoon at 12 o'clock, uh, he's got until Thursday afternoon uh, at, at that same time. 24 hours later uh, to do it. So that's why it's, so it's part of Wednesday and part of Thursday. So that is why we say it is a day or two. But really it means a 24-hour period. All right, so uh, Ruby Mayer says, because the first owner uh, has got this uh, exemption uh, if he does do such a thing because uh, the ownership of the, the rights to something, the, what we call here the fruit, the produce, i.e. his work, uh, is like uh, the ownership of the essence himself. So he's considered to be the real owner, even though uh, he, there's a document saying the other guy, uh, the second owner, the new owner, is, is the owner as well. That is Rebbe Meir's view. Uh, Rebbe Hudomar uh, flips it. Shani yeshno bedin yom o yomaim. Mibineshu kaspo. No, uh, the second owner is, is the, the, has got the... Uh, um, the, the leniency of uh, a day or two days because the slave is his property uh, but the first isn't uh, no I own the essence of the slave the fact that I'm, re- I'm allowing him to work for you for another 30 days uh, is irrelevant uh, but I own the actual essence of the slave so it's the exact opposite of Rabbi Meir's opinion Rabbi Yossi says both of them have got this leniency of uh, a day or two. Uh, in other words, they hit him and he, and he lasts longer than a day. Uh, they are exempt uh, from the death penalty longer than 24 hours. One, because it's under his authority. 
one is because he's the actual physical owner of the slave, and the one uh, because uh, he can boss the slave around uh, for 30 days. That's what it means, taktav. Uh, and that is uh, what we are talking about uh, over there. Um, um, uh, and an underlying basis of this principle, misafkalei, kikinian peirot, kikinian aguf, dami, ilav kikinian aguf, dami, safek nafashot, lakal. All right, so he's unsure uh, whether the ownership of the right uh, to the fruit, i.e. the right to the work, i.e. the first master, uh, is like the ownership of the item itself. Uh, and, uh, and, and therefore it's only the first owner would be exempt. Well, so maybe it's not like the ownership of the item itself. In that case, uh, the second owner would be exempt. And therefore, uh, he says, uh, when we're unsure about uh, something and it's a death penalty and the capital punishment, he says, uh, we have to be lahakal, safek nefashot lahakal, we have to be lenient in that sense. And right, and just to complete our, uh, the fourth uh, quadrant uh, that, that we have, Rebeleza uh, uh, Omer, he says, no, Shnaim, bedin neither of them have the leniency of a day uh, uh, if they hit the slave, ze lefi shayno taktav, ze lefi shayno kaspo. And uh, he says that uh, neither of them are able to do it. One, because uh, not, he's not completely under his authority, and the other one is because the slave is not his money. Uh, so now, Amar Rava, so Rava says, my timer, Drebeleza, what is the reason of Rebeleza in this? Amar Kra, Kikas Bohu, because it says he, he, he should, if he stays around uh, for a day or two, he's not allowed to be punished because it's his, it's his money. And if you want to damage your own money, uh, as we'll see this, more about this uh, in another context in a second, uh, it says you are, uh, you, you know, you are, would be uh, allowed to do that. You know, you can damage yourself if you want. Uh, you can damage your property if you want. Kaspo, Miyukadlo, he understands it is that it's got to be uh, completely your money and not uh, belong to uh, someone else. All right, so uh, uh, that is uh, the, the four different opinions, and maybe that is what uh, the argument is about uh, between those, those two brightos. Anyway, uh, once we um, uh, uh, you know, are discussing Kinyan Aguf, uh, you know, like Kinyan Aperu, Kinyan Aguf, Tami, Command Azla, Hi, the Amar, Maymar, the one, uh, you know, who says uh, what, who, whose opinion is the statement of a Maymar? Uh, it says, uh, If a man or woman uh, sells, uh, sells uh, this Malog property, this usufructory property, owned by the wife, uh, the husband's got the right to the uh, produce uh, thereof. If they sell it, uh, it is a meaningless sale. Uh, who is that like out of all these opinions that we see in Kaman? Karebi Eliezer. Must be like Rebbe Eliezer. He says because to, to really own something, you have to own both the rights uh, to it, uh, the, the produce, as well as owning the essence of the right itself. Again, Mantana, uh, Lahadatana Rabbanan, who is uh, the following opinion going like, uh, it says, one is slave, half free, and similarly, and similarly, a slave belonged to two partners. It says, uh, and they don't go out uh, if their tips of their limbs are, are, are cut off. Uh, uh, even though they don't, uh, would, would not come back, they are permanently gone. Uh, there's no regeneration over here. Uh, um, um, 
Rav Mordechai, Ravashi, Rav Mordechai says, Ravashi, Haki Amar, Mishmad Rava, Rebiliazi, that's what the Rabbi say in the name of Rava. Uh, it is uh, that it is the opinion of Rabbi Eliezer. Why? Kilo Milo Amar Rabbi Eliezer. Didn't Rabbi Eliezer say Kaspo Hamiyuchad Lo means he has to own the whole essence. Kaspo means his whole uh, money. Uh, it, it's only unique to him, and therefore uh, it says Hacha Nami Avdei Hamiyuchad Lo. So, so too, if the man hits the eye of his slave, uh, it's talking about uh, the slave that is unique to him. Okay, uh, and. and uh, um, that is what uh, we are talking about as well. All right, so uh, that's it. Also, the 24 uh, uh, things, if they, if they get knocked off, uh, that uh, the owner would also free the slave as well. It's very similar to knocking out uh, his tooth or, uh, or blinding his eye. Okay, that is that. Again, uh, the same thing. Avdor, uh, it has to be completely his slave in this sense because it's uh, half slave, half free, uh, or, or a slave belonging to two partners uh, is not freed as a result of that if only one of the people involved uh, d- does the damage. Okay, uh, as we said, we are now getting back and moving away uh, from Takanat Usha and, uh, and the like and now moving on to uh, our discussion, uh, moving back to embarrassing people. Uh, back to Bava Kamaha Tukaya And some of this we have seen before, uh, and, and therefore it might sound familiar. That's what happens uh, when you get towards the end of a Masechet. Uh, you repeat all the stuff that you weren't, uh, um, you know, we, we just got introduced. We said, oh, this is going to come up later. So here's the later where it comes up. If uh, someone hits uh, someone, and this is, uh, uh, you have to come along, Nutainlo uh, Sela. We're talking here about embarrassment. Uh, obviously, uh, if you, it could be that you hit the person on the ear, uh, or maybe, you know, on the back of the neck, or something like that, or maybe shouts in someone else's uh, ear and stuff, uh, and, uh, and, and that's it. So uh, really what you're doing here, you have to give him a seller. Uh, really what, what it is, it's only uh, in terms of the embarrassment uh, that he has. Uh, but obviously you'd have to pay all the other uh, four payments, and uh, we're just dealing here uh, with the embarrassment uh, and, uh, and you know, obviously pain and all that uh, stuff would be assessed separately. There are some opinions that says, no, this includes uh, the pain as well. Anyway, it's okay. You have to come along and give him a seller. Uh, you have to give him a hundred uh, dinars. Okay, and now, Satoro, uh, uh, if you slapped a guy uh, on his cheek, that's more humiliating, you have to give him 200 dinars. And if you slapped him with the back of your hand, which is really even more uh, dismissive and uh, degrading, uh, you have to give him no abba maotsos. You have to give him 400 dinners. Okay, so the amount uh, goes up as a result of that. So now, tsaram ozno. If you pull his ear, talash basaro. You pull his hair, rakuk viakia bo roko. You spat at him, and the spit reached, uh, you know, reached him and, and touched him. If you take his cloak off him, para roshe shabashuk. You uncover a woman's hair in the shuk. Something very embarrassing. 
blessing and not saying law about so that is the uh, you have to pay uh, 400 zuz uh, for that uh, because uh, that is a highly embarrassment and this is the general principle I call a fee everything goes uh, according with the honor uh, of the person uh, the Gemara will explain, expand further Ama Rebbe Akiva Rebbe Akiva says Afilu Anim Shabi Yisrael Ru'inotam Ke'ilu Haim Bnei Chorin and uh, Rebbe Akiva says, listen, even a very poor person uh, in Israel, uh, you have to look at him as if he is uh, the son of free people. In other words, uh, that have lost their wealth uh, and, and therefore uh, they knew what it was uh, to be, to be uh, powerful and, and they, they, they had a certain uh, status and, uh, and, and, and they felt uh, good about themselves and then they lost their wealth and uh, they became uh, very uh, like... Uh, humiliated because they were degraded uh, as a result of losing that because they lost their, their wealth they feel, they feel the pain and humiliation very acutely because we come from nobility and prominent uh, lineage Okay, uh, now we have a story uh, there was a case where a man uncovered a woman's hair in the shuk the case came in front of Rabbi Kiva, uh, exactly as the Mishnah said, you said, listen, you have to give this woman uh, 400 zuz. Amalo, Rabbi Tanizman, listen, give me a bit of time over here. Vinatan uh, Lozman, he says, okay, I'll give you a bit of time. So now this guy, uh, you know, obviously he had a suspicion. Uh, what does he do? Shamra, Omedet al Petach Chatzera. The man waited for her until she was uh, near the opening of the courtyard. Kikar uh, and basically he broke uh, this barrel uh, of, of oil or a jug of oil in front of her and there's an isar of oil uh, inside the actual jug okay uh, not, 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 um, uh, not, not a fortune of oil but still uh, there was a little bit of oil over there so what happens is uh, the woman uh, takes off her head covering uh, she, uh, um, uh, and, and it says uh, she revealed her hair uh, it says uh, revealed her head she went along and uh, like, ran to the uh, thing and she used uh, she put the oil in her hair. That that was like the, the you put oil in your hair. That was kind of a shampoo, uh, etc. And and therefore, so she went ahead and and uh, uncovered her own hair and uh, uh, and uh, said about and, and and put the oil in her hair. So now he made Allah Adam. The man had this all recorded. Uh, he had Adam uh, witnesses uh, witnessing all of Rabbi Kiva, uh, and he comes in front of Rabbi Kiva. He says, "Amalo, lazu ava For this woman, I'm going to give 400 zuz. You really, you know, I'm saying she doesn't care. Uh, this woman, I don't embarrass her that much. Uh, she did it to herself. Amalo, uh, Rabbi Kiva says to him, "Listen, lo amataklum." That's a meaningless statement. Why? Uh, it says, If you go along and you damage yourself, uh, even though you're not allowed to, uh, we said a few minutes ago, he said, uh, you know, you can damage your own property. Uh, it's silly, but you could. Uh, but yourself, you're not allowed to damage. Okay? You don't have, uh, you know, if you want to hurt yourself, uh, that's, you're not allowed to do that. Uh, but if you do, uh, you are exempt. Pater, you're exempt from paying yourself. Uh, that's nonsensical to go along and pay yourself. But if other people damage you, uh, you are, they, they would be liable uh, to pay you. Even though, if you damage yourself, uh, you wouldn't have to pay anything. Other people who damage you, 
could uh, would have to pay. Similarly, uh, so if you come along and you cut down your own saplings, even though you're not allowed to do that, that's Baal Tashkit uh, to do so. Pater, uh, you are exempt. But if other people would do it, uh, they would be liable. All right, so we see that uh, that's the, uh, what Rabbi Akiva uh, said about him, listen, even though uh, you shouldn't be doing such a thing uh, in this sense, uh, you, you did do it and therefore as a result you are uh, going to be uh, uh, you are still liable alright, so now um, um, uh, when we said 100 dinars, uh, it says the question was do we learn that he has to pay 100 dinars of, uh, from uh, t- uh, the Tyrian uh, coinage which is a very expensive type of uh, thing, it's eight times uh, it's like pure silver as opposed to uh, the, uh, the, the, the uh, coinage of the province uh, which is essentially an eighth of it, alright, so it's really uh, you know, instead of a hundred uh, you divide it by eight, so it's actually only twelve and a half uh, Tyrian um, uh, dinars over there, so Tashma, he gavra the so there was one time where man hit another guy in the ear, he came in front of Rabbi Yehuda Galili, and he says, this is me and this is Rabbi Yosia Galili, we'll explain what that phrase means in a second, Havle Mana Tsuri go along and uh, uh, give him a hundred uh, dinars, uh, but it has to be uh, Tyrian uh, dinars. Shmamina, mana turi tsnan shmamina. We learn from here that it is the more expensive uh, coin that you have to give him. Uh, so what does that phrase mean? Ma ha ana vahai rabbi What does it mean? There's me and there's rabbi yosiaglili. Maybe ilai mahaki kamalai. If this is what he was saying to him, hi ana the 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 chazita. I saw I saw you hit him. Vahai rabbi yosiaglili. And here is rabbi yosiaglili. Dama manetsuri. And he holds uh, the opinion. Uh, that you have to pay uh, the um, uh, Rabbi Yosef Galili who said uh, that it is 100 um, uh, 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 dinars that was his opinion in the Mishnah uh, if that's what you say zil havlay manaturi you have to give him manaturi lemaimra dad aid nasedia just uh, if you say that I saw it uh, can I uh, even though I was a witness can I become a judge alright so now we abstract uh, for a few minutes on that, we, we concentrate uh, on that. Vatanya, Sanhedrin, Tanefesh. What happens if there's Sanhedrin uh, that saw one person kill another person? Uh, it says, Mixatan, Nasu, Adam Mixatan, Nasu Dianim. Some of them uh, become witnesses and testify with others, and some of them become judges to judge the case. Div Rabbi Tafon. That's what Rabbi Tafon says. However, Rabbi Akiva Omar, Omar, Rabbi Akiva says, Kulam Adam, Haim. All of them are Adam. Nasidian uh, and, and a witness cannot become a judge. Adkan law kama Rabbi Tafon and Rabbi Tafon only said in that situation Ella Shmiktatan Nasu Adim Miktatan Nasu Dianim. He says and only if you know, we can see if all of them see it, some of them uh, remain as witnesses, so some of them can become a judge. Aval Aid Nasidian, you know, law kama. But he doesn't say that a witness can become uh, a, a judge without anyone else testifying. Uh, you know, how much, you know, and, and how much more so according to Rabbi Kiva uh, it wouldn't be permitted for Rabbi Yudah to act as a judge uh, because he's witnessed uh, the item so how much more
more so. Is that case? So Gemara says no. Kitanyahi gone shara balala. No, maybe that uh, that that Brata was taught in a case where you see uh, the people of the Sanhedrin saw the murder at night, i.e., at a time delo meved dinner ninu. They couldn't act as uh, as judges at night because capital cases can't be judged uh, at night. They can only be done during the daytime. So therefore, when they saw it, uh, they couldn't be. They weren't functioning as judges at that time. But then uh, they have to hear from someone. So then the people, some of them. Uh, it, it remain acting as witnesses and now the others act as judges as well. So the same thing, I could serve the, during the, the, the witness, both the witness and the judge because he saw it uh, while functioning as a judge. Okay, another explanation, Ibai Taima Haki Kamalai. No, he says not that, he didn't see it. Okay, Vahai Ana. Um, and this is what he's saying. Hi, Anna. Here is me, and I hold Rabbi Galili. I hold like Rabbi Galili. I'm a monetary that I say to the more expensive item. And therefore, these are the witnesses that are testifying that you did such a thing. Go along and pay him a monetary. Okay, uh, and uh, and um, right. Uh, so now uh, we carry on. So now uh, we say Sava Rabbi Akiva Does Rabbi Akiva really hold uh, that a witness uh, cannot uh, become a judge? It says Vatanya. We learn uh, the, <coughs> uh, the, the the phrase says uh, talking about people fighting. A person hits someone, they're fighting with each other, and the other one hits the other one with a stone or his fist. Shimon Timni Omer. My egrof miuchad shemasur So basically, what happens is the fist is uh, special. In in that, it is given over to the the judges uh, to look at. Uh, they look at it and they assess it, and to the witnesses uh, to see if it could kill someone, and also the witnesses and to say who was the fit. Uh, who was the, it was the fist uh, that was used to to strike, uh, and it was attached to the person. So too, of course, shemasur leidavleidim. So too, it has to be available both the judges and the witnesses prat she yatsta mitachat yad haedim as opposed to uh, an item a weapon uh, that or, or an item that was used uh, to to cause injury uh, that is now no longer uh, available to the witnesses and can't be inspected uh, by the court okay amar law rabbi akiva rabbi akiva responded uh, to that vehim mipnei beitin uh, so it says in, in the case of all of these things so what happens if he hits him in front of the court so they know exactly how hard he hits him and on what part of the body uh, he, they hit him uh, it's one thing to hit a person on his thigh and the other one is to hit him uh, on a part of his heart uh, literally the, the bird uh, or the lobe of his heart uh, that that is that so uh, you know the part uh, below you know a very sensitive area you know near the uh, near the diaphragm uh, etc it could be a, like the bird or something like that his heart like flies like a bird anyway uh, so they're a lie it's not that the court um, 
sees it and know exactly like it, it means they rely on witnesses uh, to tell us about what's happening. So therefore, uh, the witnesses should be able to tell us uh, what's going on over here uh, as well. So even though they don't have uh, the, the actual weapon that the court has to look at it, uh, they, could, they can tell us about it. Uh, so, uh, and moreover, what happens if a person pushes someone else off a roof or or from the top of a building and then he dies? Who mate? Uh, it says, uh, do the, the people of the court go to the building to look how high it is or does the building go to the court uh, it's not that you have to do that you just have to, to say listen the building was uh, 5 meters high or whatever the case was and therefore uh, they rely on, on, on witnesses to say how, how tall the building was it says and also and uh, the same, you know, same kind of concept just to show that uh, it can't be that you actually actually have to have the item uh, because what happens if the building falls down? Uh, do you have to go and rebuild uh, the building just to see how tall it was? No. In all of these cases, says Rabbi Akiva, uh, the witnesses are able, should be able to testify in front of the court uh, as, as well. So, uh, therefore... Uh, the, the same way no it means that a fist is, is special why, why is a fist unique is that it is given over uh, to the witnesses they testify uh, about it so too any item that we given over uh, to the witnesses uh, to testify about despite the fact uh, that the court uh, is, is unable uh, to look at it Prat even uh, that is uh, to exclude a case where the stone uh, that, uh, that uh, the person that used to attack uh, this other one cannot be found. So even if the witnesses, um, even the witnesses uh, don't have access to it and, and even they weren't able to see it. So he used it and now it somehow uh, disappeared. And that's it, in that sense, uh, that person is exempt because both uh, the, witness, the witnesses uh, haven't seen it so they can't testify uh, if it was uh, the right amount of, of, uh, of weight or whatever to kill someone and so too uh, and obviously the, if the witnesses can't testify about it the court also doesn't testify about it anyway uh, in any case uh, what does it say uh, they, they said to Rabbi Akiva uh, Amru, Lo Rebbe Akiva, not Lo Rebbe Akiva, it says Rebbe Akiva, says back to Shimon Timni, Avakibim Nei, Beitin, Hikau, Shiodah, Kama, Hikau, Haikau, Bifnaim, Aid Nasediam. So we're going back to our question, and this was uh, the reason that we brought this whole uh, bit. We say, listen, if you know, all cases. Are, are such where the person would go and attack someone in the middle of uh, of the court so that they know exactly how hard he hit him so and, and assuming they did know that uh, and if he did uh, hit the person in front of him uh, Rabbi Akiva would agree uh, seemingly that a, that an aide a witness could could stand in judgment about it so that goes against what we said before that a witness cannot be a judge so how do we reconcile that and the Gemara said no Div Rabbi Shimon Atimni Kama Valait La Svirala no, maybe Rabbi Akiva is just saying it, uh, it uh, according to the opinion of Rabbi Shimon Atimni, but he doesn't really hold of it. Maybe Rabbi Akiva holds uh, that if the court saw the act, uh, they would not be able to become 
uh, witnesses on that same act. All right, uh, carrying on uh, in a similar vein. Tanurabanan, shortam shemit vehizik. So what happens is in a case of a shortam, uh, an ox that hasn't uh, done anything and then went in the, along and caused, uh, I mean, he's a... Uh, um, tame ox and he went and he then caused damage and he went and killed a person actually and uh, uh, and then he also uh, did damage as well uh, so what do we do uh, we, we, we do the uh, ox uh, as a capital case because he's killed someone uh, first and we kill the ox and we don't judge it uh, as a monetary case uh, despite it causing damage However, a muad shemit behezik. What happens in a case of a muad, an ox that has been forewarned, uh, that did damage, uh, killed someone, and then also did damage? Firstly, you judge it from a monetary perspective, and the owner would have to pay uh, for the damaged caused, and then afterwards uh, you go and judge it as a as a case of uh, incurring the death penalty, and the ox would be killed. Kadmu v'dan. What happens if you judge it first uh, as a capital case? What's done is done, and you don't have to uh, judge it again in the case of monetary thing. And the Gemara says, What's the difference if they judge it first as a capital thing? So, why don't you go back and judge it as a case of monetary law? And uh, it says, Rav said, I found the, the rabbis of the school of Rav who were sitting and explaining it as follows. Hi, Mani, who is this opinion like? Rabbi Shimon Hatimni. It is Rabbi Shimon Hatimni who we said earlier, uh, uh, It means that uh, first, why does it specifically talk about a fist uh, when it talks about these damages? It means that the same way uh, that a fist could hurt people and it's available uh, to the witnesses uh, to testify uh, about it and also to the court uh, to testify about it. He says so too, uh, anything that um, uh, you know, it has to be uh, available uh, to the court. So Alma, it must be uh, that this uh, court has to evaluate uh, uh, in terms of the, this person who hit the other person uh, to pay the damage. And, uh, and here, in this sense, once you've judged uh, the case of the ox and it's meant to be put together, law mashkinan umda all right, so basically what happens is you, you can't, uh, once the judgment is given uh, to uh, put it to death, uh, we say we don't leave it hanging uh, and uh, we don't delay uh, the, the, the implementation of this in order to kill it, in order to, for the court uh, to judge it. We don't delay uh, judgment. That's why you don't judge the Manju case. Amina la'ana, and I said back to them, it says, no, I feel it's you could even say that it goes like Rabbi Akiva, who doesn't require uh, the court to assess it, as he explained before, uh, that, you know, all different things. We said we just rely on witnesses. Here, yeah. what are we talking about here? 
Kavon Shabarach. Here we're dealing with a case where the owner of the ox uh, fled, uh, and and therefore we can't uh, judge the case without him there, because uh, it always talks about the Balashor, uh, talks about the owner of the ox being there, and therefore we can't make him liable to pay for damage. Uh, so it says, but uh, Barach Kilo Danu Nafashot. If they, you know, if, if he's run away. And they didn't judge it as a case of uh, a capital case. Heki um, uh, How can you, you know, judge it uh, as a case of monetary law without the owner of the ox being there? Uh, no. No. Basically, we're talking here uh, where the court accepted uh, the testimony of the witnesses, uh, and uh, and then the owner ran away. All right. Uh, and the Gemara says, "Sof, sof." Uh, it says, you know, which way, or where are the damages paid uh, when the owner ran away because he's not here uh, to, to pay it. Uh, you know, so the, it, it says, uh, we say we pay it from the plowing. So we basically rent out the ox uh, to plow the field and then you pay the damages with that uh, with those wages. Well, then the same thing. Even with an innocent ox, uh, this, this, this tame ox, uh, why don't you judge it like that? You should judge it monetary uh, first, and then the damages should be paid from the plowing. And then you should uh, judge it with a capital case. Ama Rav Mari, Braid Rav Kahana, uh, Rav Mari, the son of Rav Khan, says, Zoto Merit, Rididia ala Demara, who really, uh, the, the money from the plowing is like uh, the, the high quality land of its owner. You know, the, it's. Um, it's not really the value of the ox itself. Uh, it's it's taken, um, you know, it, it because you know, even though uh, the damage over time is generally from the ox itself, uh, the money from renting it out, uh, you know, uh, uh, um, can't be uh, used uh, to actually pay the damages. Okay, uh, that is uh, where we'll stop a little bit into uh, the, tomorrow's daf, but uh, uh, it, it, that finishes the sugya. Uh, so we'll pick up tomorrow uh, with further discussions on this and other things. Everyone should have a great day.